Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. An Erio's original. I know this is not the the worst part, but when you said like he blamed his dog, I'm like, geez, man, you blame you blame your dog for like a fart. You don't blame your dog. For, yeah, like, yeah, the decaying body. It's like, so what a like it's so disgusting. Uh, yeah, I don't know why, but that made him that made me hate him even more. Yeah. Welcome to the Margaret Show, where we talk to people you know and people you should know. We are in the middle of Mortal Minority Month, and today we talk to a friend of the show, Robin Tran, about Joji Obara and the murder of Lucy Blackman. Coming out of the dark, coming out of the dark. So thanks for coming back. You oh, were thanks. actually on our first Mortal Minorities. Oh, was it, was I the first? Yeah, wow, okay. so now you're our first uh, return guest from Mortal Minorities. Oh my gosh, oh, that's awesome, okay. This is really cool. And, um... So this case that we're going to talk about today, it's actually this case is kind of a little bit of a different take on the mortal minorities because it's about a uh, Korean man uh, who is a murderer who was living in Japan. Oh, so okay. he was a minority in Korea. Okay, wow. Because there are and there are quite a lot of Koreans in Japan, but I know that there is a history of uh, difficulty for Koreans in Japan because of you know like. The cultural sort of like animosity that they have from all of the wars and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So definitely a minority, but also this case is, is interesting. And um, it's uh, about a name. Uh, his name is Joji Obara. Okay. And um, this is a crime that happened in 2001, but it also happened. Uh, he also murdered another woman before that. And before that, he had... Um, he was like a serial rapist. He would drug oh women God. and rape them. Oh, terrible. Okay. Really terrible. Wow. So um, here's the story of him. Um, Obara was uh, born to uh, Korean parents in Japan who became very wealthy uh, through real estate and uh, pachinko 
parlors. Have you ever played Pachinko? No, I don't think I have. It's kind of like a slot machine, but it's also uh, a lo- looks a little like a pinball machine. Is it like there's a Price is Right game, Plinko? Is it the same? You could drop a thing down. I think it's similar. Well, it's structured kind of like that, but it's for gambling in okay. Japan. And I think that um, when you win, though, you don't win cash. I think you win prizes. Oh, okay. That you could either maybe sell for cash. Or, yeah. But it's it's a big deal in um, Japan. Like whenever I'm there, I like walk around. And you can hear like the ding, 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 ding. Yeah, in, right. like places. You know, Asians love to gamble. Right. Yes, they certainly do. Right. We do. do you, does your family gamble? Oh, my God. So much. And also, we don't have the money to gamble. Mm. So it's a bummer when, you know, any like a basketball team loses like, oh, I guess we can't pay rent. This oh, month. no. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like uh, that was when I was younger, though. Yeah. But yeah, my family loved gambling. Would they go to like a casino or would they no, gamble? No, like at home, like bookies and, and stuff. Oh, okay. and um, what, you know, that Chinese New Year game with like the crab and the uh, lobster, you know, like you roll the dice and then mm-hmm. you put money on one of the animals. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So we would do that a lot on like Chinese New Year. Like, mm. yeah, a lot of gambling. Yeah. My family um, were uh, blackjack dealers. Oh, wow. Really? In uh, Reno. Oh, wow. And so, um, and I remember like my aunts and my uncles coming home and they would have the little like bow ties and their vests and um, little tuxedo things. And uh, they were always very tired and they smelled like cigarettes. Oh, really? <laughs> and they, um, they, so we are, as a family, we're never uh, allowed to gamble because they're like, the house always wins. Oh, okay. And, yeah, right. You know, being the blackjack dealers, they would see all of the devastation. It would like wreak on all the Asian people that they were, you know. Right. Helping gamble. Yeah, it's funny. Like the the car ride to Vegas and the car ride back is always very different. Yeah, <laughs> the tone in the car is always excitement, and then the way back, everyone's really bummed out. You know. Yeah, <laughs> I've never gambled myself just because of the my family history. But have you gambled? Oh yeah, like especially when I didn't have like it's you know when I was really broke, I would gamble a lot because like man, maybe this will be like the time that I make some money. You know. Like, oh yeah. And so I would just spend like the little paycheck I had. You know, going to like. Pachanga, I think it was, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, we would just gamble. I would just do slot machines, though. So I was basically just throwing money away, mm. and then like the more I lost, the more I hated myself, which made me gamble more. Right, <laughs> right, yeah. It's like this whole cycle. It's a vicious cycle. Right, yeah. Um, I know that like for Pachanga, every time some like I mean like Koreatown, I'll, we'll see like a billboard for like Pachanga or yeah. Morongo mm-hmm. or some of these places, but they have old Asian couples like putting their heads together and smiling and it's like Asian people don't touch each other <laughs> that's it's right. like what is wrong with you yeah, don't be like right. we're, we're not all touching each other <laughs> no it's, it's true yeah I mean I've never seen my parents touch no I don't think so either <laughs> yeah I don't think my parents have ever shaken hands <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they've never touched and yeah. it's like what do you like it's so weird when you see these like old Asian people like holding like holding each other really really close yeah it just would never happen yeah my family was really bad at affection overall mm-hmm. like they would they would only say i love you like if we were in the middle of an argument and it was always sandwiched between like why do you do this i love you and i hate it when you do that and it's like well why do you sneak, <laughs> like you sandwiched i love you and two insults in between you right know? they can't yeah, yeah you they can't, can't just say i love playing. you <laughs> right no yeah. it has to be like in between <laughs> or it has to be like a qualification of like i love you but yes i love you but yeah that this is this is in the way right yeah so asian um okay so obaro yeah was born to these immigrants who made money through gambling or pachinko parlors and he was educated at private schools and he um 
earned a degree in law and politics. At 17, his father died, and so he inherited all of, all of this money um, from his family. So in the summer of 2000, Lucy Blackman, who was uh, a flight attendant, and she uh, had come from England, she started working at a nightclub in Tokyo as a hostess. And what those is, is like, you know, um, when you go and they have like these women that you can talk to, it's not like a stripper and it's not like prostitution, mm-hmm. but it's like they have these nightclubs where you can basically just talk to somebody and they're all different kinds of them. I know when I've been there, like I see there's ones where they especially has like women with tattoos oh, okay. or there's women who are uh, European women yeah. or American women right. or Japanese women or, you know, th- yeah. different types. And you just talk to them? like You just talk to them and uh, you get encouraged to go on dates called a Dohan where they'll take you out. Oh, okay. And um, it's not sexual. It's just like, these things where they'll take you out to dinner and, yeah. you know, basically it's it's for company. Yeah. It's a very Japanese thing. Yeah. Which I think I would find very uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, me too. Hiring somebody to talk to. Yeah. I don't, do you know about those Vietnamese coffee shops? Mm-mm. Like it's, I'm not, I don't know that much about it, but it's like uh, you go drink coffee and all the women are very scantily clad. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're, it's like Hooters, but like for Vietnamese men to just kind of ogle the women and stuff yeah yeah and i like my dad used to go and i didn't know what it meant when i was a kid and i would get mad at my mom like oh just let dad drink coffee but yeah. <laughs> totally, oh. it's like totally not what that was, it was but is it like um is it the like that with the condensed milk coffee i don't know i'm not sure is it boba I coffee <laughs> i should have asked my dad yeah, <laughs> yeah. what kind of coffee go. were you drinking when you were ogling these women <laughs> well that i mean that's an interesting thing it's like you just buy them coffees or no i think you just like drink coffee and just like look at women who are scantily clad mm. like little you know like vietnamese women and stuff yeah mm-hmm. yeah i i think that i would not be comfortable doing like i think i well, anything like that i would feel like if if it's not if you're not a sex worker and i'm not paying for sex i would feel like i i wouldn't know where the boundaries are yeah that's true right yeah you know yeah like for me it's kind of an interesting thing, although there are these host hostess clubs in Japan that uh, have all women clientele and it's men hosts. Oh, okay. And they all have like they all look like they're in BTS. Yeah, you know, because they have like crazy, like beautiful Asian haircuts, yeah. very architectural haircuts. Yeah, and they're all very handsome and beautiful. And then I think, oh, I should do that. <laughs> I would love that. But then I wouldn't. I don't speak enough Japanese to feel comfortable, and I don't know if they would speak English. Maybe yeah. they would. They would yeah. try. Yeah, so this is just for like lonely people that don't want to have sex. Yeah, I think it's for I think it's for yeah for anybody. I think it's just a cu- kind of um, a cultural thing where you know you you could go to one of these places and and just have a conversation with somebody. Wow. Okay. And um, I think it has to do with there's in in Japan there everybody's working so much mm-hmm. that they don't have time for relationships. Oh, okay. And so they'll go in for this kind of stuff and. Yeah. Um, you know, also it's a kind of a low risk factor because right. they're going to be uh, they're going to be kind to you. They're going to be nice to you, right? Yeah, um, because they have to because you're paying for it. That's right. Yeah, but um, anyway, so this, Lucy Blackman started to work at one of these hostess clubs, and so um, she went on a date with our the guy in the story, Joji Obara, and um, she went on a dohan with him. So she was a uh, you know going on this paid date with him. Yeah, and then she went missing. Oh, no. So she disappeared. And her parents flew to Japan and started asking about her disappearance, um, 
which, uh, you know, that, that was a first discounted by the Japanese police who were suspicious of Western women working as hostesses oh, okay. because there was a sort of idea that they're, you know, maybe prostitutes, I guess. Right. But they weren't. Um, and other women came forward and told their story that they had woken up with Obara sore and with no memory of the previous night. Oh, no. So um, police finally gave in to the pressure and made the connection between um, Lucy Blackman and Joji Obara. While they, uh, while they arrested him, they went to his house and they found 400 videos of Obara raping passed out women. Oh, my God. Which is so horrible. I mean... 400 videos? 400 videos, yeah. Oh, my God. Um, in the videos, he was naked except for a Zorro mask. And he kept diaries of what he called his conquests. Oh, my God. And um, he, would, he wrote in his diary, Women are only good for sex. I will lie on them. I will seek revenge, revenge on the world. I cannot do women who are conscious. I guess that is like a thing of like, he was probably so terrified of women yeah. that he just couldn't allow them to actually be aware of any kind of sex they were having. Right, yeah. I didn't, I mean, I guess I didn't register as, I guess like, man, like this total, um, like the bitterness, uh, like I wonder what happened to him with yeah. women, you know, like just to hate them that much. It's really awful. Yeah. Um. So one video showed him raping Karita Ridgway, who was an Australian model working as a hostess in Tokyo who had died in 1992 of liver failure. And um, Obara had gone on a date with her and um, he uh, brought her to the hospital and she was unconscious and he claimed that she had eaten a bad oyster. But what happened was he had poisoned her with uh, chloroform. Oh, my God. But, you know, she um, never woke up. She was taken off life support, and um, the family denied requests to investigate the circumstances of her death, but it's clear that he killed her. Right, yeah. It's awful. So Joji was eventually charged with the murder of Lucy Blackman and of raping other women and also the manslaughter of Karita Ridgway. Um, Blackman's body was found before the trial began in a cave a, a few hundred meters from Joji's apartment. So he had lived on oh, like no. a, a marina. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, because he had a lot of money and he's like looking out into the water and there was a cave underneath um, where his house was on the beach and uh, he had cut her body into pieces oh, my and God. encased it in concrete and then put the concrete pieces down there oh my god and um he had sort of like this smell in his apartment that he explained away um by saying that it was um his dog he oh, told no. the police that his dog had died and um and that he was uh somehow preserving it or something oh that's so um, gross which is so awful and weird yeah. and gross but uh, so obara was sentenced to life in prison for all of these charges um he uh he kept appealing and appealing. Um, and there's a lot of controversy around this case. I think because it's like you have the juxtaposition of, um, you know, people coming in from England to try to find their daughter and uh, kind of like the cut. One of the customs is Lucy Blackman's father accepted 450,000 pounds from somebody connected to Joji Obara as condolence money, which is semi common in Japan. He used part of it to start a charity in his daughter's name yeah. in, in the UK. But uh, I didn't really understand that. But I guess like if you're, um, you, you're convicted of a crime that you can give somebody money in order to... Um, what are you paying them off? Maybe it's, a, not, maybe it's not exactly paying them off, but it's something like maybe it's like a civil suit. Like that's kind of what happened with O.J. Simpson, you know, because he was acquitted. But yeah. they, um, the families... Uh, charged him in a civil suit. Oh, okay. So they ended up um, able to claim 
I think some money from him. I mean, I, I still, that whole OJ thing is so weird. It is weird, yeah. It's so weird that you would get acquitted right. for something that you so clearly yeah. <laughs> did. Yeah, right. Um, yet a civil case, I think, is some something where um, you can get some kind of financial compensation. So maybe that is similar to uh, Lucy Blackman's father because he, he got that money. Oh, okay. But it's like, to me, it's such a, it's such an awful case because it's just, you know, this these young women who are just trying to make their way in Tokyo, which is a very vast and incredibly intimidating city. Yeah. And um, here is just this man preying on them. Right. Yeah. Hundreds of them. Yeah. Like 400. Oh, my God. It's really awful. Yeah. And you said he wore a Zorro mask? He wore a Zorro mask. Yeah. Which, I mean, if they're... Uh, if they're unconscious, they wouldn't have seen. But I guess it's for the video purposes. Yeah. Does it but, make him seem cool? Feel like he's cool? That's so weird. It's weird. I'm, yeah, and it's hard to get a mask on an Asian face. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> I've never because my eye skin pokes out. Do you ever have a? Do you ever have you ever worn a mask? Yeah, like when I was uh, for like Halloween, I wear like a clown mask or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the 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 depressions of the masks to they, they don't uh, accommodate our Asian eye. Shape. No, I think yeah, I think that's true. Yeah. It's so weird. It is weird, yeah. Like, it's hard to wear a mask if you're Asian. It is. <laughs> so I don't know why he would choose to. Yeah, right. But it's like, this kind of thing is so scary. I, I've never been drugged. Um, I've only dr- I've drug, 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 drug myself. Right. <laughs> but uh, I've never um, had a situation where I felt like somebody drugged me. I think that's like a really awful. No, that sounds terrible. To wake up like disoriented and yeah. in pain and not know what it was. And not be sure. And yeah. then you're like, kind of like, did I do this to myself? Right, yeah. Like, what happened? Yeah. I mean, it is hazardous to be a woman, you know, don't you right. think? Like, yeah, it's absolutely, like yeah. A terrifying thing sometimes. It is, yeah. Because it's like, you know, there's just so much that can happen. Right. Yeah, I know. I mean, like, um, I think, I mean, nothing, nothing bad has ever happened to me. But I remember, like, it was before I transitioned and, and a guy after a show like kept remembering my jokes and I wasn't mm-hmm. even like famous or anything. I was like, okay, is he being nice or is he, you know what I mean? Like it's kind of mm-hmm. weird. And then he had followed me to my car. Oh no. No, but he was just, he was just a weird, nice guy. Yeah. But I had this feeling like, I bet you this is what women have to deal with like all the time. Yeah. You know? and just like nothing even happened. But, and then I, I don't know. And after I transitioned, I just felt more unsafe walking around. And yeah, cause like a lot of guys in the comedy scene got kind of weird. Like one guy gets like, asked me like if i wanted to dance with him on the down low and i was like mm-hmm. okay now i have to avoid this guy for like the rest of my life that's <laughs> you know? so weird and then, I, and then i saw him at like an open mic and he just came up and introduced me like it never happened oh so i acted like it didn't happen yeah but i was like yeah it's weird being a woman like <laughs> yeah <laughs> because like you never know if a guy is being nice or creepy or like, right and uh like you don't want to come off presumptuous like oh am i arrogant that he thinks i'm attractive but like yeah because of that like something bad can happen to you you know because yeah you're trying to be nice or whatever you know? Right, but that's the thing. It's like we can't give in to these like societal pressures to be nice. Right, yeah. Your safety is so much more important than this idea of politeness. Yes, yeah. Well, as you know, I don't really, I don't really, I'm not even dressed up right now. Like I have no makeup on and I'm not wearing a dress because like, I don't know, it's just like, it just feels like not as safe when I'm, at, like even in LA, you know, and mm-hmm. no one's even really harassed me. Like every now and then like people will look at me and I'm like, are they looking at me? Cause I look weird or are they checking me out? And it's just like, like when you dress up like a guy, you're, you're more like invisible, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, I feel like women just get looked at more like right. for whatever reason, like, yeah. Oh my God, do I hate her? Do I want to have sex with her? I don't, you know what I mean? Like, 
But just to be, uh, you know, put to that like that scrutiny, which is constant if you're a woman. Yeah. It doesn't matter it like what context you're in. It's like there is always that gaze. There's right. always that sort of opinion of something. Right. And it's just a weird it's it's just a weird thing that we think of women's bodies somehow as public space. It, yes, oh my god, that's yeah, that's a really good way of putting it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden the way I looked at when I transitioned, all of a sudden the way I looked became super important to everybody. Right. No one no one cared before. Are we allowed to curse on this thing? Yeah, of or, course. Yeah, like no one gave a fuck before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um and then now it I mean part of it is trans but like you know, I don't see, I, like, I come out as a trans woman and I put up a video. I put up a video on Reddit the other day. I got a bunch of upvotes and I just see there's 144 comments. And mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, well, this is going to be fun to read, you know? Yeah. And 80% of the comments were about, like, like so is she a guy or is she a girl? Like, mm-hmm. and it's like, why do you care? Is the, yeah. is the joke funny, you know? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I just realized that, like, all of a sudden the way I looked became super important all of a sudden, yeah. you know? And it just became distracting because, like, sometimes I just want to do a new joke, but if I'm dressed up, it's like, well, I got to talk about about the way I look now. Because mm-hmm. if I don't, then people ask me, hey, I hope you didn't talk about the way you look, right? Right. So, yeah, that's very annoying and frustrating. And also, like, who do they, who do these people think they are that they can comment on it? Right. But it's like, you know, like, I, I, I'm trying to work on this new joke in my act about how um, this sort of difference between gender. And it to me, what it is, is that dick is a thing pussy is a place right (laughs) yeah and it's like you're kind of dealing with the um political ramifications of that all the time yeah right you know and it's a weird thing like i'm doing a lot of dating online now and it's like so weird how much they ask for nude photographs oh right yeah and i'm like well i don't even i i I mean i i don't have i mean i have I find that really really hard to take because I don't have a selfie stick. Right. <laughs> and also, um, why? Right. Like, and, who, yeah, who are you to ask me that, right? Yeah. Like, what did you do to, like, earn that? And what is the point of that, too? Yeah. I think it's, I think it's like, guys feel powerful. Like, mm-hmm. I got her to give me a nude, and I can just, you know, I can masturbate to it and feel like, wow, she gave me that. Or, you know, like, right. the feeling of, of power over women, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And it's such a weird thing to request it as is. if like, well, this, you're going to get this. I mean, and then also it's like they're, uh, you know, like if you don't know them, it's like, well, what are you going to do with that? Right. Picture? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Right. Are you going to show your friends? Or right. Of course yeah. they are. Right. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's something that they always do. I mean, right. you know, it's like the internet is flooded with, you know, lots of women who unintentionally or out there because they've sent nudes to people. You know, it's oh, like absolutely. a weird, it's such a weird right. thing. Yeah. And I don't really care like who sees my body or who doesn't see my body. It's not even that. It's like, well, why is that somehow a, like commerce? That, right. Like this is our exchange. It's like, you're going to give me this and I'm going to give you this. It's like, yeah, I don't want a dick pic. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't yeah. want why, that. Why can't we just have a conversation? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
can right it just turns into like a dick pic or nudes like really quickly really quickly yeah and i don't mind i mean sex is you know whatever like i am down to have sex with people it doesn't really matter to me but it's just like the nudes thing i'm like well i i just i don't know why that has become such a um commodity yeah that's about trading and it really has to do with um this this kind of value that we put on women's bodies that separates them from who they are as people. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think so too. You know. Yeah, well, there's also I don't know. I mean, I guess it's all speculation, but you know, there's more um, sex positivity out there, right? Nowadays, mm-hmm. and then we also have this technology where like everyone is sharing everything, right? So I think people have this idea, like maybe like, well, you know, we're all sex positive, so like, hey, maybe if I ask for everyone for nudes, someone will give me some nudes, right? Yeah, because like everyone is everybody's now, or you know, like I'm right. maybe maybe I'm wrong, but that's kind of how I see it. Or like maybe guys will like use um, I get I think guys even use like feminism as like a way to ask for pictures. Like, yeah, aren't we aren't we sex positive now? Like, yeah. I'm a feminist, and I think if you sent me a nude, right. I'm one of the good guys. Like, I'm yeah. not, gonna, you know, like so I think. Um, like I'm not slut shaming, right? Right. <laughs> like they find like new ways to try to get laid. Yeah. Like if if I'm a male feminist, or it's whatever. such a weird. Yeah, that's such a weird thing, and like kind of a consequence of sort of like modern interactions. Yeah. Right. You know, um, and and like talking about sex and sexuality, and you know, so that it's it's such a yeah, it's so weird. It's super weird. But then you you know you have like a a culture who has grown up with, um technology yeah and these ideas of like we've got to exchange you know these photographs yeah somehow i don't know yeah well we also live in a very what a gig economy now Mm -hmm. everyone's doing like lyft and uber and amazon delivery and stuff Mm -hmm. and so now like i have a lot of friends who are like they're broke so like oh i just sell i just sell pictures of my feet online now and i'm like okay that's cool i don't Mm -hmm. i mean i'm not judging anyone you know like yeah if if i had nice feet i'd do it i'm broke you know (laughs) i'd sell pictures of my feet online if they weren't gross you know um so i think a part a part of it is that too like we're just like selling um anything we can now for money because everyone's broke Mm -hmm. if that Mm -hmm. makes sense i don't know if we're talking about the same thing but well yeah yeah i mean it is kind of the same thing i mean it yeah, I don't know. Maybe I could sell pictures of my feet. I, <laughs> I don't know what that's about either, too, because it's like, why would you want pictures of that? Like, it's to me, it's like, you know, it's it's the sort of sectioning off of parts of the body that becomes somehow more valuable yeah. than the, the, the person in their entirety. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. You know, I, mean, I don't want to kink shame anybody, but I know. No, no. Yeah, right. I mean, kinky kinkiness is kinkiness. It's it's fine. You know, that yeah. that's all that's all well and good. I, I do. I do enjoy a spot of foot worship myself. <laughs> OK. Um, and I will uh, happily accept a pedicure. From yeah, a paying right. a paying fan admirer, <laughs> but it's like um, you know, to me, uh, it also separates the uh, the feet from the body. Uh, yeah, no, I agree. As with nudes that, yeah. do, nudes sort of separate the body from the person. Right. Yeah. You know, I would prefer maybe like if they wanted my chart. Like <laughs> I'll give you, I'll give you what what uh, my rising sign and the time I was born. I'll give you the time that I was born, and then you can do all that. That's yeah, much right. deeper work. I yeah, think. yeah, yeah, yeah. And and much more insightful. Yeah, it'd be weird if they masturbated to that, though. If you just gave, yeah, them. they're my ascendant. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you were born at what time now? <laughs> I mean, that's that to me is like, well, I think that would be more worthwhile. The, so they, uh, the, this is the thing guys ask for. They ask for nudes, and then they ask if I squirt. Oh my god! And I'm really? Like, oh jeez. Well, no for the nudes, and yeah. then no, I don't squirt. I mean, I don't know if I squirt. Maybe. Yeah. But it's why is that somehow a value 
in itself too. I don't know. Or do do they like see it as an accomplishment if they I make someone so squirt? I think so because it's kind of like this. Um, I think squirting is the only thing that they can relate to. Uh, that looks like sexually, coming. That's like ex- that looks yeah. like coming. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. It's okay. almost like it looks like it looks like ejaculation, which it, it is female ejaculation. Yeah. So it, it, that's what they can get down with. Like okay, right. as long as there's a physical sign. Yeah. That I can have something for my effort. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Guys like are very into their own egos when they have sex. Yeah. Even even when they think that they're being well intentioned. I, I don't have experience with this, but I I just know like. Um, oh my god did you come but it's not like they care mm-hmm. if you came it's more like did I make you come right because, it, because if I didn't then I'm not a man you know and yeah. so they put all this pressure so it's like if you squirt it's like they're not happy for you right like, look I did that shit right yeah, right, they, yeah. they want to claim ownership yeah. of, of that and I think that that's partially why Joji Obara had all of these videos because he wanted to claim ownership right. of these women and, yeah. and their uh, their bodies and, and eventually their lives, like in Lucy yeah. and, and Carita. Right. But it is like this thing of like, we want to claim sort of dominion yeah. over this. Um, but yeah, orgasms like in for men are like, they, they really value women having orgasms but it's got to be in the way that they sort of dictate that's right yeah which is such a weird thing too it is weird yeah you know what is like what penis and vagina yeah penis and vagina sex like that's the only sort of viable thing i mean maybe if they eat you out or something that's supposed to be like good too i guess yeah but they're sort of very very attached to this idea of what porn looks like right 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 to them so squirting is a thing and um penis vagina intercourse sex right yeah is a thing yeah uh, not, that's not the kind of porn I watch, but I mean, hey, whatever floats your boat. Well, <laughs> the kind of porn that I watch, I watch, uh, this is my favorite, this is what I want to do um, with somebody, is I want to take their computer and I want to uh, put in letters on the um, the bar on oh, top no. <laughs> so that uh, it's like a roulette. Yeah. <laughs> so whatever porn comes up, comes up. Right. And so I'll do A, B, C, D, and then they'll do doing numbers. <laughs> And just to sort of like do like a roulette. I think that's a good game. That's really funny. Yeah. Because when you find out what porn somebody watches, then you kind of know them. Right. Yeah. I will not share what kind of porn I like to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe off the air. But um, <laughs> but yeah, I like a lot of um, foreplay and kissing. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. I don't know if it's nice. Um, I just like, um, I don't think I'm great at the sex itself. Mm-hmm. I'm good at like building the tension. Mm. And then once the tension is like released, it's like, well, you're going to get a really bad lay. You know, like mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like six months of tension and now like I'm going to be really bad at this part. So I think like my, my porn, like the foreplay lasts so long. <laughs> Your dog is so cute. Um, the porn lasts, uh, the foreplay lasts so long that one time I ordered some Postmates uh-huh. and the Postmates got to the place before they started having sex. Oh. <laughs> so I had to like pause the porn and I'm just eating this Pokeball with this, this erection. Like, oh, that's great. <laughs> because, yeah, the porn, like, uh, I like to, I like to pretend that it's not porn that I'm watching. Mm-hmm. So that after 15 minutes and they start having sex, I'm just like, oh yeah, this is porn. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> like, good. Like trick my brain into thinking like it's not porn. Um, but yeah, sex itself has always made me feel kind of weird. I don't know why. I, I like, like yeah. I like I like flirting and I like um you know just talking and stuff and mm-hmm. I don't yeah the sex itself has always been weird to me. The kind of porn that I like is like I like I like this really uh weird Korean porn where um it was it was sort of more like a romantic movie where they it was just them meeting in coffee shops and then they would like be one would be late 
Yeah. And so the other one would just be sitting there thinking about all the things that they did. Okay. And so it was like mostly them waiting, but it was also they would be having sex, but only like in small pieces. And then they would like get interrupted by the waiter <laughs> and then they have to order. Um, so I really liked that porn. That That's was really great. good. That's really cool. And then I liked another. Oh, I like. Oh, this is the kind of porn I like. I like. Um, porns where uh you have to work off a debt which is very japanese <laughs> so it's it's um debt debtor driven porn yeah and um there was one really good one where this woman had to work off the debts of her parents okay for their um contracting company yeah so she was uh, undertaking a lot of their um bad financial decisions okay <laughs> and um so she had to work it off sexually yeah and so they um were uh, doing this thing where they were doing the uh, the bridal uh, like kind of a bachelorette party. Yeah, and um, her mom had to count her asshole wrinkles <laughs> as one of the games, and then the guests were guessing. Yeah, um, so that was a really good point too. Okay, that's cool. That's really involved. <laughs> Very but involved. I, I love like a debt like. Um, fiduciary, uh, beneficiary, debt, debtor kind of a porn that has like financial ramifications that sometimes involve your parents. Yeah, I That's have a. I okay, I'll share some. Like yeah. I, um, there is transporn has like really, um, very specific titles. Mm-hmm. There is a kind of porn called Surprise I Have a Dick. Oh, and uh-huh. and it's just like a guy hooking up with a woman, and then uh, he sees that she has a penis, and he's like, "Whoa, I don't know about this." Uh-huh. And then and then he um does it anyway. Mm. And I'm turned on by like, oh wow, he didn't even like murder her. Like that's, that's yeah, <laughs> and good. I'm like that like that turns me good, on. Yeah. That this guy didn't <laughs> I know that's the dark thing to say. No, but that's but I, I mean, get I get off on like, oh man, someone like would ex- is accepting of that. That should be. It's they so weird be. that I, I get off on like very emotional things when I'm watching porn. Well yeah. Like sometimes like I'll just type in I love you in the <laughs> porn well, bar. That's nice. And like and like like I, I like sometimes I come because someone said I love you. And it's like oh. no, people think it's wholesome, but I think is weird <laughs> no well it is the thing is is that sex is like it's that's what the function is it's to express love yeah. I mean, that's one of the functions but it, it gets um that's why there's so many different ways to have sex because people define that in different ways yeah and um yeah i like a bastinado porn What's where that? is uh, when they beat the bottoms of your feet oh okay um and so that takes many different forms um, cause there, I, I do appreciate like a, a nice, like a BDSM thing. Like I'll have relationships where it's pain only. That's kind of fun. Oh, okay. Where that's, where it's very clear. Like all you're going to do, we're not going to kiss. Yeah. We're not going to, um, go on dates. You're just going to come over and beat the bottoms of my feet. Oh, wow. Okay. And then leave after 50 minutes. I like to do it like a therapy hour. Like 50 minutes is usually <laughs> like the time limit. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I do like uh, those kinds of exchanges and that kind of porn. Oh, okay. You know, I've watched almost completely like lesbian kissing is almost like completely everything I, mm. I wa- like I have a, a kissing fetish actually. Yeah. So like um, I do like, I like flirting and making out more than sex. Yeah, like I nice. always have. I, I always have. But like people think, like, oh, that's so sweet. But I'm like, no, I get turned on by kissing, yeah. right? So like, um, like I don't even have to like actually have sex. Like I actually like to kiss and then masturbate that's while good. I'm being made out with, you know? Yeah. But I think people think, um, like, oh, that's so sweet. But I think it's weird that like I get turned on like physically with something that people think is as foreplay. Or, or it's, it's, a, it's very like sweet, it's, it's you know, just like, the, it's not that it's 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 like on the journey to, but it's not the destination. Yeah, you know what it was? I saw like Ellen DeGeneres, like she like it was her, on her show Ellen, and she kissed one of the other women on the show, mm-hmm. 
And I remember, like, I never got that turned on before in my life. Mm-hmm. And I think my whole life has been chasing that high. Mm. And I remember thinking as a as a kid, I'm like, man, I, I wish I was a lesbian. You know, like, yeah. that's my goal. And, like, more than comedy. And so when I when I found out you can just come out as trans, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, awesome. I can be a lesbian yeah. now, you know, and just get turned on by the thought that I'm a lesbian sometimes. Right. right? Well, it's beautiful. Yeah. I think, I think lesbian sex is, like, one of the great joys in life. Yeah. Like, it's so powerful and so very very special yeah it's a lot more sensual right there's a lot more feeling and yeah like touching and stuff it's a lot going on because you also feel like you can take over the world it's so empowering yeah it's really intense yeah yeah i i don't know i can't watch like hetero porn Mm-hmm. Um, because I like to, I like to act like someone is overcoming adversity in my porn. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, it's good. You have like an activist um, spirit looking towards that. I mean, that's good. Yeah. Right. Because, it, but it is. It's like there's all these different things that we can t- take from sexuality and porn and what turns us on to sort of have a more deeper understanding yeah of who we are right yeah like and the more and the more like activisty it is the more turn on i get so it's like ooh, this is like lesbian interracial porn like oh yeah we're, yeah, we're yeah. overcoming uh <laughs> homophobia so and and racism in one yeah. sexual scene like why can't everyone be like this i right? love that yeah i love that i love that it's also when it's like also um porn made by women yeah right you know so there's like a feminist through line yeah yeah i find that like feminist porn like the acting is a lot better mm-hmm. yeah like the acting in like men porn is like they're just this is just like something that happened before the sex you know like mm-hmm. they, they kind of gloss over the my favorite part of porn which is the the foreplay right yeah yeah that's t- yeah that's the main event i mean i think like um i mean that's what i really do like about sex too is i do like kissing and i do like um making out like that could even be it unto itself yeah you know, that's almost all you need in a lot of ways. Right. It depends. But it's like, um, yeah, I think it's it, whatever you like. And like knowing that you like that is really empowering. Right. Well, I mean, OK, so like I was a virgin till I was like 26 or 27. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember like there were certain women I was with like where we would make out and I would dry hump them mm-hmm. until I just came like inside of my pants. Mm hmm. And I remember thinking like, well, I got to one day I got to have sex, you know? Mm-hmm. So I started having sex and I liked it. But I'm like, now I'm back to like what I was when I was like 17. Yeah. Where my favorite thing is I just like to make out and dry hump until I right. come. Because I'm also kind of a germaphobe. So it's like, <laughs> so it's like, I don't want to, I don't want, I hate cleaning up my own cum afterwards. Like after I come, I'm like, gotta get a towel. Uh, yeah, and oh my God. Like, give me yeah. just, give me just, like when I come in my pants, like, okay, just put my underwear in the fucking hamper, you know? Right. And so like a lot of it is just like. Uh, I mean, I like coming, but I don't know if I like the whole, like, there's a whole, sex is like this whole ordeal for me. Mm-hmm. Like, you got to take off your clothes. I don't even like to go clothes shopping. got to go into the oh, <laughs> dressing yeah, room and take annoying. off your clothes. Yeah. It's like, oh, this is, this is too much work. I'm like, too lazy for it. Yeah. It's really annoying. Yeah. It is. I Yeah. I hate trying stuff on. Yeah. I just buy it. Yeah. Like, I eyeball stuff and I just buy it. Yeah, right. So I was thinking, like, I know this is not the point of that horrible, like, man that we were talking about, mm-hmm. but I'm like, man, he's like, that guy worked really hard to be a piece of shit 
Like yeah, he did, he did, he really he did, did. a lot. Like, I mean, he yeah. was such a piece of shit. Like, but he had the money and the um, I guess the time. The time that was what I was thinking. Like, who has the horrible. time to do any of this? Stuff, I know. Right? Yeah, and like, yeah, to uh, film, you know, to to get these women to drug them, yeah, to film them, uh, rape them, and then either kill them or take them back or whatever. Right. It's yeah. all hideous. I know. And then I know this is not the the worst part, but when you said like he blamed his dog, I'm like, geez, man, you. Blame I no. You blame your dog for like a fart. You don't blame your dog. For yeah. Like, yeah. The decaying body. It's like, so. What a like. It's so disgusting. Uh, yeah. I don't know why, but that made him. That made me hate him even more. Yeah. It's way. horrible, and all of the, the. I read a book about this particular murder and all of the trauma that the family went through um, in dealing with it, and um, the mom had a lot of problems, you know, with her lo- the loss of her daughter, and if she would hear like a saw outside oh my god she would like really have like a nervous breakdown oh no that's so terrible you know because she would think about her daughter's body right yeah everything so she did this form of therapy called emdr which i've actually done for ptsd yeah which she said really helped and i i i stand by that too i mean i don't i don't uh do therapy right now but uh it's something that's really helped me yeah my friend's doing that right now yeah yeah i mean what is it like something with your eyes it's something with your eyes but it's sort of like you do uh you sort of work with um eye movements and also the um triggering of really upsetting memory right and it somehow uh helps you uh kind of create a distance between yourself and the trauma in a way that's really meaningful. Oh, okay. But also not like hugely into talk therapy. Like right, right, sometimes right. talk therapy really kind of gets to me and I get really exhausted. Yeah, me too. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah, me too. So I like something that's kind of almost mechanical that's a little bit impersonal. Right. So I feel like EMDR is a lot of that. Yeah. Where it just sort of goes in and it kind of presses record over like a shitty thing that you don't want to deal with. Right, right. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. You know, it doesn't erase it entirely, but it does erase a lot of the emotional charge of the PTSD. Yeah. You know, so I recently got on like the right medication, like mm-hmm. in October, and my my brain is like clear for the first time in my whole life. Yeah. So I, I'm able to like look back at my trauma like objectively instead of like emotionally. That's good. Um, and this is what was so horrifying is like actually looking at it objectively is even worse than experiencing it like emotionally because i'm like wow that actually was objectively really fucked up what happened yeah. to me you know so like i'm still processing all that mm-hmm. i probably need to go back to therapy because like um I, I guess like i didn't know how fucked up things were until i am not fucked up anymore if that makes yeah. sense right so yeah. so yeah is it like like yeah to, to be able to look at your trauma like outside of how you feel about it I yeah. think is, is really important it's really important yeah and i i do love i, I do love therapy and i've spent a lot of time in therapy but right now i'm in a phase of like I don't want to examine. Yeah. Because I, I've spent so much time doing that. I also like hate man. Like they would always like switch therapists on me, you know, like one would quit mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, great. I got to go another like therapy one-on-one. Like, yeah. oh, okay, well, my dad did this. And my mom, like, I've, I've done this and... six times now and that's almost yeah. like I'm bored by this point. Yeah. Like, can we just get to the part where it's my dad's fault? Like, can we just <laughs> skip like two months of therapy? It was my dad. Yeah, we get it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, yeah, it, it is quite exhausting to re, uh, like uptake all of the shit that you had to sort of go through for another therapist to process. Yeah. And you know what was the, the worst part of therapy for me was like, I talk about all these traumatic moments and I wouldn't cry at all. Mm-hmm. And then like, there's like 10 minutes left and you're, you kind of run out of things to talk about sometimes. Yeah. So like I bring up like something like really small, like, you know, when I was a kid, I would just like tell people like the plots of TV shows and then they would get bored and walk away. It just like, st- like a little memory. And she goes like, it sounds like you were just trying to make a connection and like just tears. And oh. I'm like, Oh my God, this is what made me cry. <laughs> this I hate I hate it when you like you find out something that 
you didn't know was traumatic. Yeah. Right? Because it just seems like such a small deal. Right. I always felt like those were the most traumatic moments. It was like just like not being seen. Yeah. And there's a really weird specific thing that happened to you. Yeah. And then then that, but that's also very meaningful too, finding out those moments. Right. Yeah. Because then it can give you insight. Yeah. On everything else. Yeah. Right. Well, thank you, Robin. Oh, thank you so I much. I love hanging out with you. And thank you for talking about this case with me. Of um, course, yeah. And thanks to Tracy for did the re- research on this. There's a there's a great book. Um, it's called People Who Eat Darkness by uh, Richard Lloyd Perry, um, all about this case. Uh, I believe that uh, Tracy got the... Um, information of this probably on wikipedia online somewhere but uh there's it's 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 a really interesting examination of um this particular story and uh i don't know i'm i I just wanted to share this with you so where where can people find out about where you're going to be performing and what are you doing okay well um right now i'm just like if you just find me on instagram robin trans 04 and twitter and robin trans 04 i don't have a lot of shows coming up but I've, i've been posting a lot of my videos online and stuff i'm trying to do more of the you know, the mechanical parts of stand-up that I've always mm-hmm. been bad at. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I have a bunch of my comedy clips on, on my Instagram. Oh, great. Robin Tran 04. Yes, Robin is a really, really funny comedian. So you should go see her and see her social on the socials. Yeah, Thank on the socials. Thank you so much. Thank you. The Margaret Show is an Erios production with editing by Tracy Levy and original music by Garrison Starr. Never miss an episode of The Margaret Show. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. you like to look five years younger in a clinical study people that had volume added with juvederm voluma xc in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment look younger feel like you add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with juvederm voluma xc reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with juvederm volure xc For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Meet 2024's most anticipated robot vacuum, Eufy X10 Pro Omni. With powerful 8,000 PA suction and MopMaster's dual mop pads, it keeps your floor sparkling clean. It's the winner of five Best of CES awards, and Digital Trends says it boasts almost all the same features as robot vacuums that cost twice as much. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com, that's E-U-F-Y.com, and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799.